Hey, thanks for dropping by to the Planners on Purpose podcast, created by Naomi Tucker, CMP. Now, this space is for the event planners to encourage and empower you so that you can fully live your life on purpose. So before we dig in, please take a moment to subscribe so you get future shows. Now, here she comes, your host, Naomi. Well, hey, everyone, this is Naomi Tucker, your host, and you're listening to the Planners on Purpose podcast. Thank you so much for being here. This podcast are for event professionals like yourself that are looking to stress less, live more, and really lead a life intentionally. And that is what I'm here to help you do. Today, we're going to get into time blocking. And I wanted to give you some easy time blocking tips so that you can master your day, master your schedule, and ultimately master your life. That's right. A lot of what goes into us mastering our lives comes down to the schedule, how you schedule your calendar. And that has a lot to do with how you schedule your time. Now, everyone has the same 24 hours a day to work with, and there's a good amount of that that goes to sleeping, and there's a lot of it that goes to working, and we don't have that much to work with when it comes to adding in some of the other things that we like to do. So I wanted to give you some tips to help you do this, and the reason why I love to share about this is because myself, I have struggled with really just mastering my time. And I don't know if it's really so much of a struggle as much as it is me trying to reach towards really getting down my schedule to the point where it's just working for me. And I used to manage my schedule to a point where I just put in things that I had to be, commitments that I had. But now I've changed, I've totally changed my mindset on how I actually utilize my schedule and utilize it to work for me. I know all too well the scenarios of double booking yourself, thinking that you blocked something in your calendar, but you didn't. And I'm hoping to help you with that too. I also know of how really how it feels to not be able to do what you said you wanted to do in a year or in a set time frame, all because you didn't have it put in your schedule in the right way for you to actually do those things. And so I'm hoping that these tips will be able to help you as it comes to blocking your schedule. And as you listen to this podcast episode, no matter where in time you are, I just hope that you take some intention. And if you can get just one or two things that you're not doing that you can currently implement in your work or in your home, do it because it will do nothing but make life so much better for you and it help you to easily manage your calendar so much better. So we are going to get started. So these are going to be some easy steps for you to master blocking your time. And this is for maximum freedom and maximum ease. We want to be able to have everything that we need in our calendar. All right. So the first tip that I have for you is really about where you put your calendar. Now, I used to have just my personal phone and my work phone, and I did that for a reason. I like to keep things separate. Maybe you're like me where you like to keep things separate. And I still do have the work phone and then also a personal phone. However, where I have changed is instead of having calendars in two separate 
places or my work calendar be my work calendar and my personal calendar be my personal one. I have integrated my calendars in a way that when I look at my calendar, no matter which phone I look at, it shows me everything that I have going on. And that's down to my personal events, my work events, hobbies, all of that. It's all together. The reason why is because for me, I found when I had something in one phone, but not the other, it was so easy to lose sight of it and then either not show up, but be late or have things double booked. So having everything integrated into one view is very helpful. Now that doesn't mean that I still have different calendars in how I book things. So for me, I do have a shared calendar that I share with my family, but then I also have a personal calendar for those personal things that I want to get done that everybody doesn't really need to know about. But I also have my work calendar, but all of them pretty much integrate into one calendar so that I can view all of the things. So that is my first tip for you is consider how you're viewing your calendar. If you have to go to different emails or email calendar systems in order to figure out what you have to do for the day, then we need to consider having things all in one view. And with that said, there are so many great integration systems that you can use in order to ensure that you have everything in one calendar when you're on your Apple phone or when you're on your Android or whatever phone you have, you can connect different calendars and have them all be viewed at one time. So that is something that you might want to consider is having one holistic view of your calendar. All right. So now we're going to put things into this calendar that you now have this one view of all of your events. So the first thing that I would just say is that when you're looking to block your calendar, and now is a really great time because we're where I'm sitting right now, we have a couple of months out, maybe just even one month. Oh my gosh, can you even believe it? We have one month left before the end of the year. Now you might be listening to this at a different part of the year. And if so, this is absolutely going to still be relevant. But wherever you are right now, take some time out to really look at hey, the next six months, 12 months at the personal events that are in your calendar. You have to make sure that your birthdays are in there, birthdays for your family are in there, holidays, anniversaries, even children's activities, vacations. Those are some personal events that for me, I consider those personal events non-negotiables. I know we talk about what is more important to us in our in our lives. And for me, my family and the events that I have surrounding my family are very important, especially anniversaries and, and birthdays. So put those in your calendar, especially if you want to block a date off, especially if you need to have some planning time to get ready for, let's say, a birthday party. Maybe there's a big birthday coming up. Someone's turning 30 or your child is turning 16. Whatever it is, make sure that you're putting some time on your calendar for preparation. And if you're off or you want to be off, putting yourself completely out of pocket on that birthday. Make sure you do the same thing for your vacations because when we take vacations and we're being purposeful about our vacations, we're getting everything ready for us to be on vacation and not have to really look back at our work right? And setting ourselves up for success so that can actually happen. So start with your personal events first, make sure all of those are on the calendar and make sure there's prep time on the calendar 
too, for you to get ready for those events as well. All right. So now we're moving into company events. So this is your organization and things that you want to make sure that you hold on the schedule. Make sure that those things are in there. This would include your business meetings. Maybe you have an annual meeting. You have quarterly business meetings. Perhaps there's monthly check-ins that you have to make on the business. On-site events, client meetings, conferences that you know that you're going to be attending for this year. Make sure that those are all on the calendar. Make sure you're including multiple days if they are multiple day events and make sure you're blocking your time out as busy or out of the office on these times because many times it's easy for us to double book our schedule when we do not have them blocked off as busy and they're still blocked off as available. And that's easy, something that you can do in the settings of your calendar to make sure that it's blocked off because what happens is other people can go ahead and block in your schedule, not knowing that you're going to be out and you're going to be traveling. And, you know, of course, it would be the time where it's some big VIP client that you really absolutely need to be a part of that meeting. And here you are, you know, trying to answer the call while you're on a plane or some other crazy location that you are trying to fit in a actual call. So make sure that you are out of pocket and it is showing up like that on your calendar so that there are boundaries that are set. And for all of the time that you need to get tasks done, because we all have tasks that we have to do, we have to prepare for presentations, we have to prepare for, you know, get our site visit schedules blocked out, we have to detail our events Those events take time. And so when you have your calendar filled up with meeting after meeting after meeting, there's not necessarily a time in your calendar for doing the tasks. So this would mean make sure that as you're moving throughout your day, you're actually having the tasks that you have to do being put into the calendar. So for example, let's say you want to get your CMP and you have to study to get this CMP at some point you have to study. So instead of letting that study time just fall where it may in your schedule, whenever you have a random free moment, which we know is probably never, we want to make sure that we're blocking in that study time. So we would want to say, okay, well, at the end of my day, I am going to block 45 minutes for me to do my CMP study. So you would put study for CMP in your calendar. So that's a way that you can actually put in the task in your calendar and not necessarily just a meeting. And when you do it, make sure you're doing it without interruption and you're focusing on doing those things. That would help you actually have time in your calendar for the action of doing instead of it just being a meeting that you have. So try to think of your calendar as also a task manager to help you to do certain things as well. Now we're moving on to some other tips that I like to utilize in order to really master my schedule. Another tip is use color coding for different calendars or for different types of tasks. Now, personally, I like to use this for different types of calendars because the types of calendars that I have is directly related to the the type of work it is. So my personal calendar has, let's say, a, a red color, or I think it's orange, but it's some type of color, a specific color that I know that that's a personal task for me. That's if I have to get my daughter from school early, then that is in my calendar in that particular 
color. Also, if you have quiet time or breaks that you put in your calendar, make sure that those are in your in your calendar in a certain color. It allows you to look at your schedule in one big whiff, especially for the day and understand, okay, I do have some good amount of quiet time here for the day, or I have a lot of personal tasks that I have to do, or I have a lot of meetings that I'm going to be leading, or I have a lot of personal tasks, right? And a tip that I like to use too for my meetings is color code the meetings that I'm leading as in sharing my screen, presenting, having to be on point for pretty much the content that's at that meeting. That's usually a different color than meetings that I'm actually a participant because I show up a little bit differently in those different capacities. So it is really helpful for me to see, oh, this is a meeting that I'm I'm just on, or it's a webinar that I have to be on, or it's something that I have to show up, write notes versus I need to be prepared for this meeting. I need to show up differently. This is something that I need to be on a a virtual screen. I need to make sure that I'm not showing up looking all whatever, right? (laughs) We want to show up differently, let's say at certain types of meetings and then make sure that you're prepared for that. So that's the reason why the color coding also can be very, very helpful. All right. So another tip that I want to give you that really works well for me is cluttering like task together. This is huge. It's so huge because it's really important that the work that you do, that you flow through your day really well in a way that's going to help you to be able to use your energy in the best way. So when I say clutter like task together, what that actually means is for sake of an example, if you have research that you have to do. So let's say you have to you have to research some options on external venues for a dinner event that's related to your event, right? And then you also have some other research that you need to do, right? You have to research something for your CMP where you need to get your test taken. And then perhaps you need to research something else. All of those items together are all research. So to me, when I'm putting those in my calendar, I would love it to put all of my research related items together because when I switch my tasks from one research project to another, it minimizes the impact of that task switch. Usually it can take you about 20 minutes for you to switch a task from one task to another. So if you can, it's better for you to have them all cluttered together so that you do research for one thing and then at appropriate time, switch research for the other thing. Then once your research is all done, perhaps then you can do a big task switch where you move on to something different, right? So another way that this can look Um, familiar to do to you is phone calls. Instead of doing a phone call here, then a phone call there, and a phone call everywhere, and everything pretty scattered throughout your day, perhaps you just have all your phone calls ready to go all together. When you get on the phone, you're getting on the phone once, and you go ahead and get all your phone call related items done. And then you can move on to the next major task, right? Um, I also love to do all of my meetings back to back. I just, I just like that when I'm in meeting mode, I just want to be in meeting mode and be on fire for meetings, right? And then when I'm ready to be, to research or have more casual conversation or casual discussions with my team or people that I'm working with, I want that to be a different kind of mode. So 
when I'm doing my meetings or let's even interviews for podcasting, I have those done pretty much back to back to back. If I have a lot of interviews that I'm doing, I like to do them all on a particular day versus scattered throughout my week. So that really helps to ensure that you're bringing the right energy to the task and it's easy for you to get through the task. So I know that was a lot that I said, but hopefully it was really helpful for you because I think this is where people lose their energy throughout the day because you're task switching all the time. Now, granted, you can't really control when people need to have meetings, but there are some things that you can do to just ensure that you're sticking up for yourself. Sometimes if people say, hey, can we do it at this date or at this time? Even though your time is free and sure you could say yes, if you know that you would best be served by having that call on a slightly different day in order to clutter your tasks, then advocate for yourself. There is absolutely nothing wrong with doing that. Just say, hey, what about this day? Could it work at this day at this time? Most likely people will see and they can adjust and it will be okay. But definitely advocate for yourself so that you aren't spending your days scattered and all over the place because that also can lead to high amounts of stress and it can easily get you to the point where you're just exasperated and exhausted. Now, if you really are enjoying this episode, this is just a fraction of what I will be talking and teaching in the upcoming annual planning workshop or the plan your year 2024 workshop. So I hope that you're able to attend. We are going to be talking about getting your calendar in shape for the new year, but we're also going to be talking about so many other different things, really making sure that your goals are aligned for where you want to be. Talk about how we can prevent burnout in 2024. We also are going to talk about how to really just manage yourself and your self-care. So much is going to be talked about at this plan your year 2024 workshop. And I want to make sure that you're there. So click the link in the description. This is going to be a workshop that's going to be held in December. And I will be so excited to have you there. Awesome. So next, I wanted to talk about evaluating the time of your meetings. Because what happens when we put meetings on the schedule, typically, All the meetings people put on your schedule are an hour. I don't know why, but they do. And most of the time, they you don't really need the whole hour. But many times when people have that whole hour, for some reason, they take the whole hour. So set the expectation ahead of time. If you can lead the conversation to say, hey, can we block a half an hour of time in order to go through X, Y, and Z? That's a good way for you to really set the expectation with that other person and say, hmm, we just need a half hour of time or just schedule something for 15 minutes. And when you open up the call to that person, because perhaps you're just getting a quick answer for something, just say, hey, I'm so glad that you had this quick 15 minutes on your schedule for me to ask you these couple of questions. So let's get right to it. That's really simple and easy. You're setting the expectation that this call is going to be lasting 15 minutes and pretty much nothing more because I have another call or I have another task to do right after it. So just try to, as much as possible, advocate for yourself, set the appropriate amount of time for your meetings. And usually you can get some of these quick touch-based meetings done in 
15 to 30 minutes. You do not need the whole hour. Also consider combining meetings. So if you are working with a team and you guys are always touching base throughout the day, maybe just schedule an hour and tackle multiple things at one time instead of being on this call, then being on that call for that thing. Try to just combine all your calls, make it easy for yourselves and for that other person, get all the questions answered, boom, and then you can move on to the next thing. So that is another way that you can handle managing your time with the length of meetings and how you handle them. All right. And then finally, I want to end our time by talking about transitioning, transitioning into your day and transitioning out of your day. It's so important how you do that. Do you like to just come in hot in your day right away with phone calls in the morning, ready to go? There are people that love to do that. I am not that person, but you may be, and that's absolutely fine. But however you would like for your day to be handled first thing in the morning, then you align your schedule and align the things that you put in your schedule to that end. So for me, what is really helpful is for me to have low care tasks that I'm doing as I'm getting into my day. And then I like to add the meatiest part of my day or the more heavier part of my day in the middle of my day. And that's typically how I like to do it. And there are certain days that, yes, I like to come in and guns a blazing and get it done, right? But there are other days that are a little bit more laid back, but I'm probably just utilizing that time for other things like research and, you know, being creative, right? So make sure that you're adding in that time for however you like to work and coming off of like, you know, in the morning time, whatever your morning routine is, the transition from your morning routine into work should be something that works to your best advantage. So definitely take a look at that and allow yourself time to get into your work in a way that is going to help bring out your best version of yourself at work. Similarly to when you going back home, make sure that you're putting in that transition time for when your last call is done, when everything is done and you're ready to shift from work to getting more in towards your personal time. What are you doing? Are you doing an exercise class? Perhaps are you on a commute with some really nice music? Do you go out and take a walk in order to transition you to that time? Then make sure that you have that in your calendar and make sure that you really are holding yourself true by actually doing those small transition. It will do nothing but um, benefit you. So I hope that those, all of that was very helpful, helpful for you to master your schedule, master your time and master your life. I am always excited to talk about that. And I am hoping that you were able to get a few little nuggets here and there with this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to the next episode. And until then, please stay on purpose. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the like button and tell us how much you enjoyed the show by leaving a message in the comments. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.